With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, Hollywood scandals, including the suspicious deaths surrounding actor Kevin Spacey. He literally put out a video, uh, and it basically had KTWK as its abbreviation and a hashtag in it, kill them with kindness. And then the next day, one of his accusers died. Three of the five have died under Epstein-like circumstances. I just published the July issue of my free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum. Each issue contains my monthly brief, news about upcoming episodes of my weekly syndicated radio program, The Conspiracy Show, a spotlight on past guests, a book club, my favorite podcast pick, and a This Month in Conspiracy History feature, and more. To subscribe to Inner Sanctum, go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, and register. Just enter your name and email, and you'll start receiving Inner Sanctum every month for free in your email inbox. Again, go to strangeplanet.ca and register. Why not do it right now? Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. Jack Altermat, the host of the Horrible Movie Podcast, is here. Before that, just a reminder that you can now stream this podcast on your mobile devices using the new Conspiracy Unlimited app. The Conspiracy Unlimited app is available for iOS and Android devices, and you can get your Conspiracy Unlimited app today from the App Store or Google Play. Download it for free and then start streaming episodes. And for Conspiracy Unlimited Plus members, you can now stream all premium content using the app as well. There's so much going on in the world right now. COVID, Black Lives Matter, protests, riots, cancel culture, Jelaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's pimp in prison, and perhaps ready to spill the beans on notable pedophiles. And Hollywood, as always, seems to be right in the middle of it, with A, B, and even C-list celebrities weighing in with their so-called considered opinions. Should we really be taking our cues on ethical and moral behavior from these people? Probably not. Scandals, corruption, debauchery of course, are nothing new to Hollywood. And here with a look at some of these scandals, past and present, is Jack Altermatt. Jack is the host and creator of the Horrible Movie Podcast. Every week, Jack invites a friend over to watch a horrible movie and then record their conversation about what made it so terrible. Jack Altermatt, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? Oh, Richard, I am just doing phenomenal uh, in crazy Crazy COVID times, as I like to say. Doing well. No complaints. 
tell my listeners about the Horrible Movie Podcast. What's it about? Where can they listen? Uh, you can listen to the Horrible Movie Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. So on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, on Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. And basically, um, on a normal episode, uh, I have a friend uh, over, or we uh, we just talk about a horrible movie that we've watched. Uh, and normally, it's not just B-level movies, because Hollywood is really good at producing, uh, you know, spending millions and millions of dollars on junk. So it'll be a big blockbuster movie sometimes, or it'll be... Uh, you know, something that maybe Mystery Science Theater 3000 would cover uh, on on that TV show if any, if the listeners are familiar with that. So I also do another podcast, uh, Disney Plus Reviews, uh, and we just talk, uh, my friend Phil and I, we talk about uh, content that's on Disney Plus, and uh, those are both on the Studio DNA Network, uh, which is a fun podcast network with a lot of good content, so... And do you enjoy bad movies sort of for their camp value or are yeah. you are you reviewing them to tell people to stay away? I um I have found 180 plus episodes of horrible movie podcasts. I love horrible movies. I love um just movies that maybe I th- I you know I kind of like movies most that are that don't know they're bad. They have like a little bit of uh swagger to them. A little, you know, they're kind of cocky, you know, the way that the way they were made, like they're, you know, supposed to be something special, uh, and then they're not very good. So uh, movies like that. But my favorite horror movie of all time, Richard, is Boggy Creek Two, and the legend continues. Uh, man, it's great. It's about this Bigfoot in the Arkansas swamps. So pretty stupid. I remember when that came out. I remember Boggy Creek One. I don't know if I remember Boggy Creek Two. Boggy, but, yeah, Boggy Creek One was an actual movie that actually made money. The sequel, uh, man, bad, 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 bad. So Now, I recently bought my mother, who is 95 and, and obviously staying indoors a lot. Mm-hmm. I got her uh, Turner Classic Movies on her cable, and she's enjoying. And, of course, Turner Classic Movies is all the, uh, really the golden age of Hollywood. she loves that, yeah. She does, she does. We were talking before we went to air with this, you know, swapping some notes and so forth. And you were talking about how the golden age of Hollywood wasn't so golden. And uh, what did you mean by that? I think that uh, what's what's funny about history, and now we kind of know that um, the further back away from the Internet and having access to it, the uh, things get buried. Uh, there, are, there are so many Hollywood scandals uh, between, you know, Clark Gable... Uh, and some of his alcohol issues and uh, lots of different car wrecks he had or uh, Judy Garland and just, you know, the sad story that is Judy Garland and her parents wanted her to, they were a vaudevillian actors and uh, they brought her into the industry and then she gets addicted to lots of, uh, you know, drugs, I guess is the best way to describe it and just gets used at a young age and then ends up, you know, Shattered. I mean, which is no surprise if you start out uh, like that. And then even uh, I, I just I mean, like I said, there's a bevy of, of stories that tragedy for them to live through, I'm sure, at the time. So I wasn't aware of Clark Gable being a heavy drinker. Lots of things you read on the Internet, like as far as um, uh, that being the case and him having issues with it. He said this, uh, that he he hoped that none of his children would go into acting because of how hard it is and how uh, the uh, rough the st- rough the studios could be with their people, even him who, you know, uh, with uh, 
Gone with the Wind and with uh, just all the other things that he he worked in. Uh, what was the Frank Cap- Capra movie that he was in? Uh, it Happened One Night was one that he that was his first one that he won uh, uh, an Oscar for. But he uh, had a big. I know there's one one big tale is that he uh, wrecked his car, wrecked a car. He was had been drinking, wrecked the car, uh, and uh, into a tree. There was a rumor. There was a big rumor that he had. Uh, it was a uh, it was a hit and run that he had actually killed somebody, but that's more legend, not not true. But, but the big one was he wrecked the car, long stay in the hospital. The uh, studio tried to bury it as much as they could, but uh, he struggled with that. And I think it's because, I mean, like I said, you're dealing with some crazy stuff in the uh, uh, film industry. So, what did you make of speaking of Clark Gable? What did you make of Gone with the Wind being uh, banned? I mean, there's a point where we can really get nitpicky about a lot of things. I mean, I can't fathom. Um, it, it's pretty amazing to think that just the just the mere any utterance of the South uh, is enough to delete that from our history. Uh, obviously, lots of atrocities, but the lesson of Atlanta burning and uh, it's one of those things where it's like. This is a uh, this is part of our history, and it's gone with the wind. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Um, I I don't agree with that. I mean, there there are certain things. I there you know, I was when VHS first kind of started to uh, you know rentals and that that started to happening. But I remember at the local Walmart at the in the town that I grew up in had this rotating rack, and it must have been some third party studio or something that got the rights to it. But do you remember? Uh, Amos and Andy. Oh, of course. I mean, okay. any, anyone who goes to broadcasting school, you know, you learn about the history of radio and yeah. Amos and Andy. Of, of course, yeah. that's where. So, so two white I, guys, two white guys yes. uh, playing African American and and on radio and wearing blackface on radio. Right. right. Well, this was a uh, live. This is a live in black, not live, but it's in black and white on VHS. It had like four episodes of the Amos and Andy show on it. And it was, but it was uh, uh, videoed. I mean, it was on film, and uh, you could buy it. It was like five dollars on this rotating rack at Walmart. When I think about things that, if you were really going to maybe get rid of some things, maybe start there with, you, you, you know, what I'm saying. But even that is part of cinematic history, and it's a lesson to be learned from that we don't need to do that. Now, you know, we've learned that uh, lots of yeah, lots of folks have apparently done that throughout time and history. And uh, maybe not continue to do it, but I think about Gone with the Wind as this classic. That man, I I, I know that um, there's some stere- there's a lot of stereotypes in that movie, but I think at the time of the hi- uh, the history of the, that movie was filmed about, I mean that's uh, there there's some there's I'm not truths in that, but there's some you know there's uh, they have to play the characters that are that would would, would have been in uh, in that time in that time and uh, right. People can say, oh, that was horrible, and yet, Hattie McDaniel won an mm-hmm. Academy Award, the first African-American to win an Academy Award back in 1940, 80 years ago. Yes. And so then to, I, I think that the, I, it's that knee-jerk reaction that people are dealing with, and I think that the, uh, we, we react in situations, we, we freak out, and then in that freak out, we maybe oversteer and overcorrect. And that, I mean, that doesn't do any justice to her legacy. Uh, and it's it's pretty sad, I think. I mean, 
we can erase all kinds of stuff with that. Well, we're getting into 1984 uh, type Orwellian uh, Orwellian uh, uh, timeline, I guess. I want to come back to the blackface in a, in a moment, but sure. um, I, I want to go back to the golden age and tell me about Walt Disney and the Nazis. So check this out. I I heard and I remember when I was younger, the story was that uh, he did propaganda movies for Nazi Germany. And I remember thinking that doesn't seem like he's a Missouri guy. I'm from Missouri. Surely he wouldn't do that. What I read and what I have kind of researched and looked at in 1938, uh, there's a Nazi filmmaker named Lenny. And this is a lady, Lenny Reifenstahl. Oh, yes. She came and she and she's the one that did a lot of the propagandas for, for Nazi Germany and for Adolf Hitler. But she comes to Disneyland or comes to Walt Disney Studios, I should say, and he gives her a tour. Well, this is 1938. In 1938, America is not in the war. Uh, and, uh, you know, you think about the U.S. government at the time, even rewind and uh, really U- U.S. like business people. You know, Prescott Bush's name always comes up as the person that was still uh, trying to work with. Nazi Germany, as far as still uh, uh, maybe trying to play both sides of the coin. And so America in 1938 hadn't really, uh, it was still trying to stay out of, out of the war as best it could. And um, long story short, he gives her a tour, shows her around uh, the place, and then she goes off and does what she does in Nazi Germany. He then, once America gets into the war, makes, makes, uh, War, war films, uh, basically PSAs, you know, public service announcement type, you know, uh, films for the U.S. government. And so I think the two stories get blended together a lot of times. But I, it's kind of fascinating to think about uh, an American legend like Walt Disney. Um, you know, he's it's Nazi Germany. And I guess, you know, in 1936, we had the, you know, Berlin hosted the Olympics. So the world hadn't completely, um, you know, come to their senses of, hey, Maybe this Hitler guy's not, you know, is a bad dude. Maybe right, he's a bad, right. You know, they hadn't come to their senses, or maybe they they just weren't willing to talk about the elephant in the room at the time, probably. Maybe he saw her more as a filmmaker. Of course, three years earlier, in 1935, she made the landmark piece of propaganda, Triumph of the Will. <laughs> but, uh, but people also forget it during the 20s and 30s. And uh, the, I mean, even Wilson, I mean, what was the name of the, what's the name of the film that uh, Woodrow Wilson screened in the White House? It's like the client, the the KKK's film. Oh, over. Birth of a Nation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like this. Woodrow was a uh, was an avowed uh, racist. Yep. There's not right. much doubt about that. No doubt about it. So, but it's amazing. The um, like I said, history, and we we're learning that now when people start to try to cherry pick history, and this is okay, this wasn't okay. We need to erase that. Hey, it's a man. It's a. It's a, um, I don't want to use the word melting pot because that's a whole different description, but it's a melting pot of a lot of different things thrown in that stew. So uh, for good, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, we have to, you know, learn learn from the history or be doomed to repeat it. So. Right, right. And But the idea of it's a dangerous game trying to project today's values on another period in history. Otherwise, everybody who lived... 150 years ago would be would be canceled right yeah and and we are you know we are people that live in the time that we live in we can't if we view the past through our through our lens now that would be like in 200 years someone viewing us and the things we do 
Um, I put, uh, you know, some sort of sweetener uh, in my coffee every morning, Richard. And in 200 years, they'll be like, I can't believe this person put X, you know, dot, 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 that sweetener into their bodies because it, you know, mutated them into a, uh, you know, uh, a, a alien creature or something. So, <laughs> well, <that> or was- <laughs> in 250 years when, when the world is populated by vegans and vegetarians, sure. meat eaters will be, uh, I guess, akin to murderers. But not that I'm comparing, sure. you know, races into this, but just to make the, no, absolutely. To make the point. No. Now, here's the thing, though. Yeah, we live in the time we live in, yes. The people, by and large, that are throwing the, uh, the rocks living sure. in the glass houses right tend to be on the left and yet when you look at the people that okay wearing blackface like an al jolson a hundred years ago or amos and andy back in the 40s and 50s they were popular in the 50s but today we have actors Mm -hmm. celebrities left-leaning jimmy kimmel jimmy fallon robert downey jr joy behar it seems like the only ones wearing blackface today and getting away with it are people on the left what's up with that well, and I've, I've, um, I, I, it's amazing to think about uh, that, and that's maybe um, why the apologies have to come because uh, they are the ones that have done this. And that, granted, a lot of these situations are, you know, uh, ten, well, fi- let's say fifteen, twenty years ago. But even then, I mean, I remember vi- very vividly twenty years ago, and my first thought, Richard, was not to you know, go to a Halloween party in blackface, uh, I I would probably have gotten my head beat in if I would have done that. Like, but, you know, when I think about, like, you know, in Jimmy Kimmel's situation, he's on the man show, which no one ever brings the man show up anymore, but it's the most anti-Me Too movement show you've ever seen, ever, but no one brings it up anymore. But um, he, you know, uh, impersonates Carl Malone, NBA basketball player that played for the Utah Jazz on that show. Uh, in blackface, we talk about, uh, and he—he's very—he's Jimmy's Jimmy Kimmel. His responses are so disingenuous sometimes. He just—he's hard to, and it's hard to feel sorry for some of the uh, uh, ire that he gets. But he—he he doesn't. He's like Teflon. I feel like sometimes with Jimmy Fallon, he's—he's—he comes off as such a genuinely sweet person. Man, he has been just like. Uh, he he's been almost beat over the coals where you can kind of see it on his face when he does when when he does things. This has been really hard on on him, I feel like. But his was he impersonated Chris Rock, who's a comedian, you know, who comedian with him on Saturday Night Live is when this happened. He was impersonating Chris Rock. And, you know, Chris Rock, of course, has come out and been like, you know, it happened then. We're over it now, so whatever. But um it's just one of those, you know, it would go more recently, Robert Downey Jr. He did it in Tropic Thunder. He's probably the most recent one, and I haven't heard anyone say anything about Robert Downey Jr. You know, right, he's in right. Tropic Thunder doing that. And I'm just like, that was pretty recent. So, you know, right? Joy Behar, who she really got hoisted on her own petard, if you will, because she's constantly got her her, her fangs money, out and her claws her money, out. That's her moneymaker. And I would say this: if people watch The View. I, you're to the point. It's for, to the point now where, man, you know what you're getting into. It is going to be, man. It is hardcore. Like I don't know. I feel like that, for me to watch it, I'd have to be like a, a sadist to put up with the the sort of abuse that that goes through on that show. It's pretty crazy. It's a it's a rough show. So right. Uh, right. Ted Danson's another one. Uh, Justin Trudeau. 
He's your, uh, he's your, uh, uh, is he prime minister? Is that yeah, right? don't remind yeah. me. He's done it so no. many times, he can't remember how many times. That's how, how bad it is. He, he can't actually add it he, up in his head how many times he's put on the minstrel show attire. He is uh, a true uh, legend in his own mind. Yeah, uh, hypocrite is the word. Hypocrite okay. is the word, right. But even the governor of Virginia, I mean, yes. he's one. My favorite on his was he was like, well, I, I, you know, I can't remember if that's me in that picture or not, which is like, again, I mean, I feel like I would remember uh, if I would have done that. There was a picture of two people standing side by side. One was in blackface. One was in the, a KKK robe. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't remember whether he was wearing the robe or he was in blackface. Well, you know, pick your poison, I guess. This is exactly. Like true, I don't know. But anyway, good times. Let's talk about Terry Crews. I'm a fan. Terry's, uh, he's so versatile. He can play the real tough guy. He can play sort of the vulnerable character. He's funny. He's smart. And now he's getting himself into some hot water because he doesn't see eye to eye with Black Lives Matter exactly, does he? Sure. The um, And I'll say this. Uh, I, I've said this to a lot of people that I know. Um, absolutely. We obviously know that Black Lives Matter. There's no doubt about it. Like we, I know for a fact that Black Black Lives Matter. But like the organization itself, or the LLC, or whatever company name you want to call it, uh, it it for what Terry Crews says, it it doesn't necessarily stand for what it says it stands for. And like you said, he's been lambasting. We know Don Lemon fairly recently, and uh, Don Lemon just kind of gave him the what for about. How uh, you know he's wrong, and and uh, that's ridiculous that he would say that. Terry Crews also had said that uh, he said this about three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, that we can't go from uh, this uh, talking about people being you know a white supremacy to then turn around and try to have a black supremacy. Like he's he's talking about equality. He's talking about what Martin Martin Luther King would would have uh, you know what really really stri- strived for, and. Uh, Again, like right now, it's got to be, I guess things have got to be this way or that way. And if you're that way, hey, you're just uh, the worst thing on earth. So, you know, he's another guy, too. He uh, he spent like five hundred thousand dollars of his own money uh, defend or basically uh, against this Adam. uh, Oh, uh, Vanetti is his name. Adam Bennett is his name. He's a uh, entertainment uh, agent. And he basically sexually harassed Terry Crews at this party. It's been a year and a half ago, two years ago. And um, he, Terry Crews is like trying to defend himself through that. And then you turn around and he gets attacked for this. It's like, he's a good dude. By the way, I mean, Terry Crews played in the NFL. Like, it's not like, it's not like Terry Crews is like this like small guy. I don't know anyone that would just walk up and try anything goofy with him because he, I mean, he's, he's a big dude. Oh yeah, he's in <laughs> tremendous shape, no question. Absolutely. So it just surprises me, but he's a—I mean, he really, really common sense, really uh, level-headed, and uh, yeah, I, I think he's great. I again, he he gets lambasted because that's not the narrative that that he's supposed to be talking about. I guess I don't know. No, can't have your own opinion, uh, Richard anymore. That's not not that's not an option. Right, right. Well, I'm glad he said it, and and I echo this sentiment, and that is when someone says to me, you know, what do you think of Black Lives Matter? And I say, well, you have to differentiate. Are we talking about the organization, or are we talking about the sentiment? Because, of course, everybody agrees with that. Any Every sensible, normal, rational sure. person would. But, I, yeah. I, but like Terry Crews said, and I would 
echo that, all black lives matter. Absolutely. And it seems that the only black lives that seem to matter to Black Lives Matter are the blacks that were killed by white cops. Sure. And, um, but, but who can name you know, the last half dozen homicide victims in Chicago, people that were gunned down, not by cops, but by criminals. Nobody and, seems to care about them. And that's a every weekend thing there. New York's murders are on the rise too. And like, um, but Chicago is one of those places where this has been happening for years. And um, it's sad. Like it's, a, it's a, like, it's like the thing that no one wants to talk about and uh, it doesn't fit into a box that they can, uh, spin or turn in any other direction, so we just want to ignore it and uh, hope it hope it fixes itself or goes away or I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy. Right. I, don't, I think it makes people not probably want to live in inner city of Chicago. Well, or you know, or I even mean, New York crime rate. The murder rate has gone up one hundred and twenty five percent. Right. I, mean, I remember crazy. under Giuliani, New York was one of the safest places in America. Imagine. Sure. Yeah, and uh, that has to you know at some point. And I know we're in the middle of pandemic time, uh, but at some point, if the the tourism itself would have to take a hit on that, and I guess maybe we're during pandemic time, so no one's going to see a number on tourism this year anyway uh, that that makes any you know that, that you could even point a finger at. But but uh, man, that would be that would you would take a hit uh, if you're New York, especially uh, people not wanting to come to your city. So. More of my conversation with Jack Ultramad when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. Did you get the tea? I get mine every month delivered to my door. A pouch of fragrant Formula 13 pomegranate cleansing tea from GetTheTea.com. Two bags of this amazing herbal, non-GMO organic tea are brewed and then placed in the fridge to steep. Two bags make two gallons, and I drink a tall 16-ounce glass every morning. I feel refreshed, energized, and clean from the inside out. Did I mention that all the tea at GetTheTea.com is caffeine-free? Order yours today from GetTheTea.com and discover what everyone is raving about. Use the code word UNLIMITED, and all your orders ship for free. Life Change Tea and Formula 13 teas are not available in any store. It's time to get on board and get your tea from GetTheTea.com. In another reality, Richard is a very strong and handsome man. Just not in our reality. Although I heard somebody passing him in the hall the other day, and it was, good, good, a handsome man Richard is. I made that up. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. The host of the horrible movie podcast, Jack Altermat, is here. Let's get back to Hollywood. What's happening with with Harvey Weinstein these days? Because there was a great deal of speculation that if he went to prison, he wouldn't last very long, sort of a la Jeffrey Epstein. Sure. Um, He has, uh, I know he settled on on a lot of those uh, cases, the ones that weren't past the statute of limitations, I guess. But even that, I mean, he looks very feeble, too. I don't know if you've seen any of that, but he definitely has taken a turn for the worse. Uh, but I know that he settled on uh, a great deal of those scandals that he had, some $19 million settlement. But he's still looking, yeah, he's looking at 23 years in prison. So he'll essentially, he'll die in jail. Yeah, I believe so. And, and But that's one of those two where 
you haven't really heard as much news about that too because it was such a hot topic thing. I guess maybe the news cycle uh, has been so ramped up that there's not enough time to talk about Harvey Weinstein's uh, ridiculousness. But no, I mean, I, I, other than him uh, getting paying out that amount, which is what uh, $18 million basically, and like I said, almost $19 million, uh, and then him being in jail, I mean, I, he'll continue to fight that at some level though, right? I mean, won't he, won't they... I'm sure there'll be well. I'm sure there'll be appeals and so forth, but um, yeah, yeah, not looking good for uh, for Harvey. No. What about Kevin Spacey? He <laughs> seems to be a bit of a Teflon guy himself. I mean, he. I don't know. You tell me. Is is are his acting days? Is he just too radioactive now? Seems everybody that accuses him him of something ends up dead. Have you had anyone on your show that's talked about this? By the way, because no, no. I'm telling you right now, he literally put out a video. Uh, and it basically had K, what is it? KTWK, KTWK as this abbreviation and a hashtag in it, kill them with kindness. And then the next day, one of his accusers died. Yes. Yes. And then all th- like three, three of the five have, have died. Yes. I mean, under like, under Epstein, like, or yeah, under Epstein, like, uh, circumstances where it's like this weird, like odd, you know, they committed suicide or they, uh, you know, they, uh, it's kind of weird. Like it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And you're right about Teflon and that guy, he, uh, and he was riding high. I, I think, um, he was one of the biggest actors ever. You know, the, uh, I watched an interview with Ian, sorry, Ian McKellum. And he was talking about, talk about Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer, uh, who's a director that directed the X-Men movies. Uh, and he directed Bohemian Rhapsody, yes. uh, what, two years ago. And he said this, Ian McKellen, and this is a sad thing, I mean, to say, he said, well, you know, if these, if, if Spacey and Brian Singer had come out of the closet, you know, they probably wouldn't have acted out in this way. And it's like, oh, okay. That, okay yeah, no, you can't excuse that. Oh, that's my sad. Lord. Like, that's sad. Like, yeah. that's pretty crazy. Like it that, is. And, and he's trying to, you know, he's been asked these questions, so he's trying to respond but, and trying to spin out of it, but, I mean, he didn't do a very good job of uh, doing that. So. Well, um, Kevin Spacey uh, is good friends with Ghislaine Maxwell, and there's a picture of them. She got him into Buckingham Palace, and the picture was taken. They were sitting on their on the throne. Yeah, sure, yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> I see it, yeah. Yeah. He, um, it's, it's pretty crazy. I there, it's one of two things. It's the Epstein type situation where he'll just ma- uh, ma- uh, miraculously, uh, you know, end and end, end it all or something like that. Or there's this seedy underbelly of a uh, I, I, pedophilia ring is the only way you can describe it. I hate to even say it. Like it's so grotesque to me that I can't even say that. But that's really what what we're looking at there. I mean, the Epstein. I feel like the Epstein Netflix series. Or the, the a movie that came out on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I haven't. No. Pretty, pretty telling. You need to watch that. It's uh, it's pretty crazy, and uh, it has a lot of the uh, accusers of are on that interviewed, um, and uh, it's interesting. And I think that gave f- a little bit of fuel to uh, tracking her down. And then uh, you got to think that if she talks, she could blow some things wide open. Uh, but they're not, you know, that I know that came out today that they're not going to let her, uh, out on parole. So, or not, not going to let her out, um, not, not, not going to let her out of prison. 
so she has no no bail or bond, so she's going to just sit there. So not not on parole, but on bail or bond. Yeah. Well, and they were having to move her from cell to cell to prevent mm-hmm. an assassination attempt. Think about, think about that too. Like uh, that is going to be one of those where I hope, man, I hope she stays alive. I would love to hear the some of the names that will come out in this, just because. Hey, uh, not not for gossip reasons, but because people's lives are completely ruined. Because well, of, because yes, of this, stuff. this could be one of the greatest revelations that when she starts dropping names, if she's allowed to. Sure. Reportedly, according to her friends, she has, I think they call it a, like a kill switch, that if something happens to her, mm-hmm. all her files will get dumped and, and those names will be revealed. And, and I said wow. this the other night on my radio show. Sure. That there are going to be some names mentioned that are yep. beloved people, people yep. that we think we know but we do not know. Right. And there is a, a gentleman right now who apparently has received. I'm not going to mention his name because this is unproven. And yeah. and but I think you know who I'm talking about. Thirty thousand people went after him on social media, calling him a pedophile. And uh, this is a beloved actor. So I don't know what they know that we don't know. I don't know that his name appeared on the uh, Lolita Express manifest <laughs> kept like Kevin Spacey's name did, although sure. that doesn't mean, you know, that he went to little St. James Island, but right. he was on the plane. I mean, Clint, Bill Clinton was on there many times. So, I mean, 26 it's, times. It's unbelievable. Like <laughs> Prince Andrew was another one. That, mm. And so it's just this, uh, it's a different world, man. Like the level of, uh, uh, the, if you have riches, I guess it, I maybe you become so bored that you uh, get into really horrible things. I mean, that's not true, though, because there are a lot of people with lots of wealth that don't do insane, horribly sinful, horrible things. So I don't know. I, yeah, there, there are some normal down-to-earth people in the movie business, but it, it seems like they, they move out of Hollywood. They live, they live in on big ranches in Idaho and that sort there of thing. There you go. Yeah, and they, they, they stay normal because they end up getting away from uh, the mess, basically. So, indeed. If, if she names names and she brings down some, you know, kind of a who's who of Hollywood, producers and actors and or even, so forth. Or even, even politics. I mean, yes, that too. You know, there's a circle, and we know the circles of people that, that Epstein ran with. It's all the who's who of people. He knew a lot of people. And I'm I'm of the belief, though, that Hey, if those names are on there, it doesn't matter if I like them or not. Like in my mind, that they don't need to hurt people, especially kids. We're talking about kids. Oh no, it's the ultimate in evil. I just pray that she names names, and we we really it's it's not going to be pretty, but we need to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think Hollywood will survive? Oh, it'll it it always does. It's it's one of those things where they are. Uh, they have lots of uh, lot. They have lots of self worth, self worth, and they're always going to reinvent themselves in some shape or form. Uh, now Hollywood surviving even through the COVID stuff right now. Uh, I I don't know how movie theaters are going to ever come back to any sort of a normalcy. Uh, I mean, they're those are places that are struggling right now because no one will go watch them. I don't know. I don't know what it's like in Canada as far as masking up and feeling comfortable going into a place with a lot of people but you know hollywood will find some way to survive it may just migrate onto all you know video on demand and uh streaming services and you know uh that sort of thing 
Right, uh, right. But see, a lot of those things have, have started filming again. They'll survive, especially, but if it's a big name, people, that'll be a, a big gut check. Think about Bill Cosby. Whenever that revelation came, uh, started to trickle out, um, Harvey Weinstein was one of those where he's the classic uh, casting couch guy, uh, that that whole mess. Cosby is the, you know, he wears the, the funky sweaters and he wears, you know, the... Uh, he was America's dad. Sweaters. He was exactly. America's dad. Yeah. And he's the standard of like, listen, uh, you're an African-American uh, family. This He's a doctor. We're, we are going to... Uh, we're, we're going to show uh, a culture that this is the uh, we can be anything we want to be. And then for that to happen to him is like this uh, not happen to him, but for him to do those things. Uh, it's really sad. That, that was a big gut check. Well, it was uh, tragic on a number of levels. Number one, of course, because of the victims. But number two, sure. during the Cosby show run, there was a sociologist talk about this. It was something called the Cosby effect uh-huh. because the high school dropout a problem in the African-American community. And that reversed during the Cosby years. There was a decline in the number of uh, dropouts. And then there was an increase, a huge increase in the number of African-Americans admitted to uh, colleges and universities, which was a wonderful thing. And then- It was a great thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of that's tainted. You know, the uh, one thing too, we were talking about Weinstein. I didn't mention this uh, either when we were talking about him. They, you know, the the Me Too movement really took off uh, big time, in due to some part to Harvey Weinstein, and basically it's saying, look, this person took advantage of women. He took advantage of these situations, and now the Me Too movement has taken this weird back seat. Now I feel like uh, it's just a weird, uh, a weird, weird time. I think we're into so. Indeed. But, tell tell yeah. us one more time, Jack, how we can uh, listen to the Horrible Movie Podcast, and Disney Plus Review. So um, you can go to Apple Podcasts and listen to the Disney, uh, listen to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Uh, we are also on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on Google Podcasts, anywhere you find your podcasts, uh, or just the Horrible, the horrible Movie Podcast.com. Uh, and then Disney Plus Reviews, same thing. Anywhere you find it, if you want to hear about different content. We talked a lot. We talked a lot about Star Wars on Disney Plus reviews because Richard, I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan, but there is a ton of great Star Wars content on Disney uh, Plus reviews. And then, uh, like I said, horror movie podcast. If you like fun, uh, random stuff, I make up a lot of songs, Richard. I love to play music. I'll just make up fun songs. Uh, maybe a, a intro for that show, uh, for that movie we're doing that week. Uh, it's just fun. It's a good time. Some people have a, a, a golf, uh, like maybe, maybe they go golf a lot. Some people are on a bowling league. Well, I like to have a podcast. It's fun. Jack, always a pleasure and uh, great speaking with you again. Be well, my friend. Richard, you're the man. Uh, You are uh, the best in podcasting. Uh, A a legend. Uh, You're awesome. (laughs) All right. Checks in the mail. Just like we rehearsed. Good job. (laughs) Oh, thank you, sir. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a flash to share a few details on an upcoming episode. I just published the July issue of my free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum. Each issue contains my monthly brief, 
news about upcoming episodes of my weekly syndicated radio program, The Conspiracy Show, a spotlight on past guests, a book club, my favorite podcast pick, and a This Month in Conspiracy History feature, and more. To subscribe to Inner Sanctum, go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, and register. Just enter your name and email, and you'll start receiving Inner Sanctum every month for free in your email inbox. Again, go to strangeplanet.ca and register. Why not do it right now? Coming up next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, the Great Pyramid Hoax, the conspiracy to conceal the true history of ancient Egypt. Tutankhamun is the only in situ king that has ever been found, but his body was found in the Valley of the Kings in a, a shaft tomb buried deep into the mountainside. It's not in a pyramid. No bodies of any kings have been found in any of these pyramids. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. 